COH Podcast, episode 11. Newsflash. Flash him if you got him. Okay, so we recorded this episode and it was ready to post. Mm -hmm. And then we saw the announcement about Double XP Weekend. Yes. And we couldn't just put this out there with the question answered. So in case you haven't seen it, you poor thing, you haven't been able to log in or anything, look at the forums. Double XP Weekend has been announced. It will start on Friday, February 8th, Mm -hmm. following the weekly maintenance period. Um, which means all defeat rewards, including XP, prestige, and influence or infamy, will be doubled. This will continue through the weekend and conclude the night of Sunday, February 10th. All right. So there's the question that we ask <laughs> later on. Yeah. Answered now. Yes. So when we're talking about when could double XP weekend possibly be, Ignore all that chatter. Yeah, recognize that we're too lazy to re-record. <laughs> so we're just slapping this in the front. Yes. So enjoy, heroes. We hope you like this episode and... Talk to you next week. Yep. Toodles. Welcome to the City of Heroes podcast, a resource for the casual heroes gamer. Your hosts, Chooch and Viv, are here to explain basic and advanced features of COH, as well as give tips and answer your questions about this great MMO. Episode 11 of the City of Heroes podcast. This is Chooch. And this is Viv. And we are bringing you a feature cast where we're going to talk about mobs, the mob system, and what all those funky colors mean. Good, because I still need you to explain that to me. I never (laughs) pay attention. (laughs) We have one quick piece of house cleaning news, internal news. I don't want to clean house. Meta news. Anyways, news about specifically the podcast, and I want to put it up at the front because there's been a report of at least one listener getting a truncated show, Mm -hmm. only getting half of the show. Right. And we actually do do another podcast, and there's been a couple people who have said that they've gotten truncated shows on that podcast. You said doo-doo. Keep going. I just wanted to say, I just wanted to point out that you said doo-doo. So if anybody is experiencing that, please put a comment on the website or send an email or a voicemail or something in some way that lets us know if if it's happening to you, if you're only getting half episodes from the feed. Mm-hmm. And it would be really helpful if you said what program you used, if it was iTunes or my Potter or juice or whatever. And, um, I guess maybe if you tend to have it download in the morning or in the evening. Chooch is trying to troubleshoot. We have another podcast that we do also, and we've had more, um, issues with the other one, but in case we're having problems here also, we just want to know. Yeah. You know how many people it's affecting because we may have to change web hosts. Yeah. If it persists. Yeah. Although we're using one of the biggest, most popular hosting companies, and I'm using the software that a huge percentage of the podcast community uses. So it's I'm just just pulling my hair out <laughs> trying yeah. to figure out why it's doing that. It's very frustrating for you, I know. Yeah. So that out of the way, do we have any City of Heroes news? There's some news. There's not anything huge. There's a little bit of discussion um, on the 20... Well, they put out a post talking about server improvements, additional downtime. Basically, they are um, 
trying to get ready for double XP weekend. So they're doing some hardware stuff, and we can talk about more of that later. But mm -hmm. basically just exp um, explaining all of that and saying that they just want to get everything upgraded before they run the double XP event and the Valentine's Day event. So y'all know sure. that the server's time was down. It was extended, and mm -hmm. we all cried and wept over that. But <laughs> it's all for the good of the future. So Yeah, they want a smooth running game when people come running for double XPs. And um, also, Lighthouse wanted to clarify the reasons, and that was because of exciting additions to the game, including double XP event, Valentine's Day event, XP level curve smoothing, and real mm -hmm. combat numbers display. And then there was a post about um, a new version on the test server. And there yeah. was a lot of information. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail. I'm just going to tell you the th stuff I thought was interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, the first was that players can now drop missions as often as once every three days. Ooh. And again, this is on the training room. This isn't live. There's nothing saying that it's not going to be on the live server. It's just saying you'll be able to drop once every three days. Oh, and something that was previously mentioned they're trying to find um something to help with all of the in-game spam all mm, the email yeah. spam specifically so on the training room only right now it's um players below level 12 can okay. no longer use the in-game mail Ooh. system that'll help so that will help it will it will hinder some folks i don't think that it will be as bad as mm -hmm. some people are complaining it would be great if they could check the trial accounts, but even with trial accounts, you have legitimate users right. that use trial accounts. You can't yeah. tell. The whole point is you can't tell the difference between the spammers and mm -hmm. legitimate players. So this is going to kind of hit everybody, and that's okay, I think, if it'll help, because I'm yeah. sick of seeing all the spam myself. And I don't know. I I suppose a lot of people use the mail system, but yeah. I've never hard. I don't think I've sent one or two the whole time I've been playing, and right. I rarely get any because... Right. Um, like other mail systems and other games, you cannot attach items, mm -hmm. which is the big, big, big thing. And Lord of the Rings, you know, we're passing items between our characters, yeah. and it's a huge thing in World of Warcraft. And so, to not be able to attach items is yeah. makes really limits the use. I, I've definitely used it more than you have, and mm -hmm. even then, it's sporadically because I do most of the management of the of our supergroup. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I have people that contact me that way. You right. know, I'll say, if you don't like this, then send me that. Because it may be somebody in the SG that's not on my global. Sure. So. Can you send an all SG message? No. Yeah. Not that I know of. You can only do, you can change the message of the day. Right. The SG that message. It just occurred to me. I don't know if you could send to an SG. No, I don't, I don't believe so. Oh, well, if you could, then those, those gold. Oh, farmers would really be. Oh, that would be hilarious. People, they'd so. log into Atlas. Somebody would auto invite because somebody would be filling their right. SG, and then they'd be able to spam. Whoosh. No, no, yeah. <laughs> that would be bad. So yeah, I think that uh, that having a level restriction to use the mail system yeah. isn't isn't a bad compromise. And i I don't know what I don't know how they got to the twelfth level, but I mean that's fine for me. We all know that you can get to level six, seven, eight, and you know. A yeah. very, very quick period of time. And gold spammers aren't going to do that because that's time that they're not, yeah. you know, switching around and sending out more spam. Yeah. And then someone on the forums asks for a hint as to when the double XP weekend will happen. The one thing that they can say, that, well, it goes into saying that they can't give a firm date yet because it has the server upgrades that are in process and a padded timeline for those upgrades. They want to make sure everything is up and in place and working correctly. Um, prior to the double XP weekend. So one thing you can count on, though, is that double XP won't happen over Valentine's Day mm. because that's when they'll have the Valentine's event running. So that's okay. the one thing that we know. It won't be Valentine's weekend. There's no firm date yet at all. Hmm. So we'll just have to be patient and see when that happens and yep. just enjoy it when it comes. <laughs> So that's really all I have for news. I'm trying not to get too much into it because I know we've got a feature to do on mobs. And there really wasn't anything, you know, really to get mm -hmm. super excited about. Um, but what there is that's remaining, we'll talk about that next time. Cool. All right. So let's jump right into it. Talking about the mob system. All right. And the first thing, the first term that is used when you're talking about mobs is con. Right. C-O-N. 
what does a mob con to you? Which is actually short for consider. Okay. And I don't remember the origin. It was EverQuest or Ultima Online or one of the older MMOs. So mm-hmm. it's the term's been around for a long time. And basically because in a role-playing game, before you get eaten by something, <laughs> before you foolhardily jump into battle, it's it's always very helpful to have some idea whether you're just crazy for doing it in the first place. Uh. So some realists say you should take that out of it and you should just learn by what they look like or whatever. But uh, it's been working well for MMOs, so I don't yeah. see it changing anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> so City of Heroes does have a system like most of the other games, where when you select, when you target something, be it a player or an object or a bad guy, there is going to be a color associated. Mm-hmm. And in the case of Cities, City of Heroes, it's part of the display of the bad guy is going to be a certain color, which represents how much higher or lower they are to you. Mm-hmm. The middle of the spectrum is white. Mm-hmm. Anything that shows up as white, if they con or consider white, that means they're even level to you. Right. And you don't mean the actual character, you mean the text. Right. Yeah, right. they don't glow or they don't, they don't glow change white. color. <laughs> <laughs> if you look for it, you see it. Sorry, I had to put it into such simple yeah. terms, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so if they are a level above you, it's going to be it's going to show yellow. Mm-hmm. If they're two levels above you, it'll be orange. Three levels above you, it'll be red. Four or above, it'll be purple. Mm-hmm. So four could mean 50 levels above you. Right. Well, 49. No, they could easily be 50. There are level 54 stuff There's, in the game. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and then going back down where white is even, then if they are blue, they're a level below you. If they're green, they're two levels below you. If they're gray, they're, or lower, they're three levels below you. Three or more. Three or more, meaning that you don't get any reward for defeating them because they're just way too easy. Right. Um, so some people also refer to the system as plus minus. So if something is minus one, then it's going to be blue because it's one minus your level. Or if something is a plus three, then it's going to be red. Okay. Three levels above you. I'm, you know me, I'm trying to think of a little trick to remember the color orders, <laughs> and I keep coming back to the rainbow right. colors. And one of the things that gets a little confusing is is that you do see you know, the level of the bad guy. Right. So you actually see a level number. And that's but, what I use. And sometimes, say that you're level 10, and say that you click on something that's also level 10, it should be white, but sometimes it'll be yellow. Oh, right, because of the type of because of right. his level it would within be a that lieutenant. So that is the ranking of what the foes are. The ranking of the foe affects their combat level. Okay. So you have your security level, which is how you, you know, a certain level you have to be to get into doors or something. Right. Or to get into a hazard zone. Right. But the actual combat level could effectively be higher because of the ranking. Okay. And that ranking loosely um, is devices, pets, underlings, minions, lieutenants, bosses, elite bosses, archvillains, monsters, giant monsters, and finally the Hamadon. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so um, where they fall in those rank can affect the color, but it doesn't necessarily. Some of them always will. So what you mostly see are minions, lieutenants, and bosses. Mm-hmm. So those are always going to be modifiers. The minions are always going to be even level. So if you're level 10 and there's a level 10 minion, it'll be white. It'll always be white because they're always going to con at your level. Okay. Um, So if they are either a lieutenant or a boss, a lieutenant gets a plus one and a boss gets plus two. Right. So if you're level 10, there's a level 10 boss, then they're going to be conning orange. Orange. Did you see that? I said orange. That was very good. (laughs) <laughs> See, to explain to everybody, I for some reason, the colors don't register to me. Mm-hmm. I don't track them. This is the most that I've ever tried to learn them. I just literally go by um, the level and 
the you know minion you just innately know the rank that it's going to affect right and i know what's going to happen if i walk up to a boss that's two levels higher than me i know it's going to (laughs) hurt and and because i typically always play a squishy i always play with a lot of caution anyways Mm -hmm. so um but if i sound like an idiot with this part i am (laughs) i freely admit it but i play i think more intuitively you know i see their level and i see Mm -hmm. what their what did you call it their combat level right and i do that really well so when people talk about the colors i kind of tilt my head to the side and do the (laughs) the puppy dog head tilt and go huh because i'm just like blue blue um would that be near purple i know purple's the worst so right (laughs) you know i i go i'm a special kind of girl (laughs) i always think in rainbow (laughs) and blue is near purple exactly (laughs) exactly so blue is near purple so blue you know and then yeah so just excuse the idiot girl sitting here in the microphone and listen to chooch if anybody knows why they use that color (laughs) range in that order Give us a call. Some of the games, they're, the colors are slightly different, but it generally follows that pattern. And purple Ooh. is always pretty much the worst, meanest thing. And yeah. gray is always the easiest thing. That's how it is in Lord of the Rings. I don't know about mm-hmm. the rest of the way the yellow and the red and the blue yeah, and the green fall in, but I know that gray and purple are the same. Yeah. So it can be a little confusing when uh, in pickup groups where yeah. um, uh, I see a lot more people that refer to the the pluses minuses. So yeah, they'll be talking True. about oh well, it's just a plus two or right. Oh, those are just minus threes mm-hmm. or whatever. So a little bit about those different ranks. The um, the devices are they're on their own kind of floating scale. It's not guaranteed that. It, I don't know what are are those like the generators or generators considered pets? Sky Raiders. Mm. Well. Different things can, it's interesting, like a Malta or a Devices Blaster has their auto turret, mm-hmm. and oh, it's considered yeah. a pet. Right. But an altar in Circle of Thorns might be a device. Okay. And some devices, I wonder if that's where they classify it. I don't know the actual real background of it. Maybe a pet is something that can do damage and a device is something that's passive. I'll have to look into that. Maybe that's the logic. So I know it I seems. I think so. Yeah, it seems odd that there's some inanimate objects that are devices, and sometimes they're considered pets, mm-hmm. which I always thought was interesting. And so they don't necessarily follow that plus plus minus minus rule all the time, but they are definitely a different ranking. Um, there are special devices in the game that they can give essentially unlimited hit points because it's more of a plot element. Right. So it has a health bar, but it doesn't ever really take damage. Right. Unless something else happens on the map, maybe. And then there are devices uh, that bad guys will plant that you can destroy. Mm -hmm. And then similarly, so there's pets, and the pets are typically a lower level than whatever placed them. But I don't know that that's a hard and fast rule. That's where the pet device, they're kind of special cases. So we know that underlings are always um, a couple levels below... That's where um, if you are level 10 and there's an underling, they're going to be two levels below you. Those are consistent. Okay. So that's where I said the underling, minion, lieutenant, boss, elite boss, and archvillain, those always seem pretty consistent as far as adding pluses or minuses to their effective level. Where it gets really weird again is when you get into monsters, giant monsters, and the Hamadon. Hamadon's always level a jillion. A jillion has no level. It's <laughs> right. the biggest, baddest thing in the game, and yeah. it is always very purple. Yeah. <laughs> um, monsters um, do have levels, mm-hmm. and but they're just you know tougher than yeah other stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, another special case is the giant monsters. Right. And giant monsters do have some very specific rules. Um, that they follow. Um, giant monsters, they do have levels, but the level is never shown. Right. Um, but they truly do have levels behind the scenes. A giant monster will always be purple no matter what level you are. Yep. And so it makes sense that you know they never show the level. They are set up so that the damage you do and the damage you take from a GM scales. 
This way, no matter what level you are, you can still join in on the fight. Right. And that's where you always get onto a Leska team or, mm-hmm. a, um, you know, an Iakai team. Mm-hmm. And you'll have a level, say, 20 blaster that wants to get gets sidekicked up to whatever the level 50. They want right. to be sidekicked. And you have to say, well, your level doesn't matter because right. it's going to it's going to scale your damage out and the damage to you Mm -hmm. and they don't ever get it. And they just repeat SK me, SK me, SK me. And literally the only person that needs to be sidekicked all the way up is a healer because Mm -hmm. it affects the healer's output dramatically from a 20 to a 50 or a 30 to a 50 or whatever. So that's something that people don't get that you can be a level five, you can be a level 50. You're still going to impact that giant monster the same way. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Completely scales. A couple bullet points from uh, from Paragon Wiki. One is says if you are a a higher level than the GM, you will do damage to it as if you were its level. Okay. So like the Kraken, I think I think inherently it's like level fifteen. So really, if you're like level fifty, then you scale down hmm. to do damage to it as if it was as if you were level fifteen. I guess that's because it's in Perez. Yeah. Okay. If you are a lower level than the GM, you will do damage to it as if it was one level lower than you. Say that again? If you are a lower level than the GM, uh-huh. you actually do damage to it as if it was one level level lower than you. Okay. So as if it was effectively blue to you. Okay. So it means that a lower level actually has an advantage fighting yeah. a GM compared to a higher level. It sure sounds like it. Now, of course, the higher level has the benefits of... More I don't slots and all that stuff. Different powers. Right. And I don't know if it counts in your enhancements so you may still be getting the full benefit of your enhancements your higher level enhancements um and the third point was a gm does damage to you as if it were your level hmm okay so because of this um some people say never to sk since it doesn't really matter yeah um i never heard it defined to that depth so that's cool to know yeah and there's certainly no reason to exemplar um, Unless you're working off debt, huh? Well, yeah, absolutely. Although people don't really get much XP when it comes to fighting GMs. You usually right. do it for the badge. You get a badge. Yeah. Any GM you defeat, you, there's always a badge associated with them. Right. Um, unless you've already amount. gotten it, then. Right. A nominal amount of XP. But compared to the time you have to put in, it's oh, usually yeah. not worth like it. Like Luska. Mm-hmm. So there are a couple exceptions to wanting to sidekick. Number one, as Viv said, is if you're a healer. Because... Your heals are effectively buffed up, right? So even though the baddies um, will be doing more damage to you if they hit you, if they hit you, your hit points are going to be up, but right. your effective healing is much much better, right? And number two is SKing up will give you more hit points, but their damage is scaling again, right? So it's kind of a wash and there's two schools of thought. Some people insist you're ahead of the curve because you because the the amount of hit point boost you get outweighs the damage since the damage they do can be variable and mm-hmm. that um you're ahead of the game. Some people say not. So it's kind of personal preference. My thing is I never SK anybody up unless they're a healer because it it doesn't make a difference. It still takes just as long to bring down the giant monster. Yeah. And from what you're saying, it will take longer. Right. So, um, I'm... Yeah, because then they're going to be equal instead of that's one right. below. Mm-hmm. Instead of the GM being one below. Right. So, so yeah, I'm going to stick with my little rule. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's the best way to go. So, I actually received an email that's related to this conning monster issue. Cool. From our buddy Dribbler. Yay, Dribbler. So, um, among some other things, he said, uh, I just wanted to try to get you before the mobs episode with a few things you guys may want to look into. The main thing I want to know more about is how giant monsters work. So, hopefully, that covered it. Cool, us. We just covered it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and how they how they calculate how the various heroes affect them and their hit points, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think the biggest confusing thing was that whether you're higher or lower and it's which right. way it scales. So that was definitely eye opening to me. Yeah. 
Some things of interest you might not have thought of is the Richty spawns during invasions, mm-hmm. which are similar to how GM spawn. Right. Like Babbage during the Synapse Task Force is mm-hmm. what he means, right? That's what I'm thinking of, yeah. spawn. So some GMs spawn when certain criteria or conditions are met. So one like the, you just said, Babbage is only ever triggered because of a mission. Right. So some people are doing the Synapse Task Force, and in between two of the missions, Babbage comes to life and yeah. starts wreaking havoc where there's some gms it's pretty fun too yeah. you walk out the door and bam <laughs> there are some gms that uh, come up just because that for no apparent reason they're kraken i don't know that there's anything that really spawns it specifically and i was thinking of luska where luska yeah. just kind of seemed nobody really cares about taking luska down anymore so because it's always up yeah well, there we've is, seen three of them up at the same time. So, If you look on the City of Heroes website and you look through, I can't remember which, hmm, it's not community. It's I can't remember which tab it is, but you can look and see and it'll tell you how frequently those mm-hmm. will spawn. Okay. Well, and they're usually and tremendous variables, like, you know, one to, you know, ten days or something like that. It's right. kind of like the Paladin mm-hmm. construction spawning. Right. Um. But then you have things where, and I don't know if I told you this, I think I may have told you this, but um, around the time that everybody was running the Speed Katies before they nerfed that Mm -hmm. and made it so that you had to actually complete the first mission, Mm -hmm. um, the 10 times the victor. Right. So I I had helped somebody with theirs and I was in Croatoa and someone said, anybody want to help spawn Eokai and Jack? Mm Mm-hmm. And so I joined this team because I was like curious. What do you yeah, mean? How what do you, do you mean? Spawn but them? They just kind of show up. <laughs> so they had us go to the, and I think it was the furthest north part mm-hmm. of the map. One of the markers. Yeah, one of the exploration badge markers, the one that's kind of out in the open. And they had. I can't, I wish I had been taking notes because it was fascinating. <laughs> we literally went through this one big section and mm-hmm. just cleared, yeah. and we had to take out this kind and this kind but don't touch this kind and i wish i was so busy asking questions and going okay so you'd clear out all of this type and that would trigger a spawn yeah i think and we're like worked. took out the fur bulgs i wish i could remember if anybody knows colin because i'm so fascinated by the fact and it worked and i yeah. was so busy going yeah so you just clear out one of the factions yeah not the other faction yeah and it triggers Oof. the spawn, and it actually worked. And I was going, yeah, uh-huh, mm-hmm. I was yeah. waiting for him to be, go, well, gee, I don't know why <laughs> this didn't work. It happened once before, but this was a very military precision type thing, and I was so agog. Right. <laughs> I don't remember what they did. <laughs> so there are some variables that will spawn them, and I don't know if that's all of them, and only a couple people have figured them out, hmm. or, you know, I don't know what yeah. it is. Because there's so much speculation for instance, around the Paladin construction spot. Right, right. Well, if you see this number of people and right. you see the trash you see and you see this, the, yeah. and, and then there's someone else. There's got to be this many junk piles. And there's got to right. be. Yeah. Right. And you can't have anybody at the spawn site or it won't spawn or it can spawn because I had one spawn right on top of my head. <laughs> you get all these different stories. So there's just like this whole speculation and almost urban legend around how they right. spawn. So I'm I'm really curious <laughs> about that. And if anybody does know that trick, please call in or, or yeah. send an email or something because I'd love the details on it. We'll find the tab on the official site that says the spawn rates. Yeah. And we'll link to that for sure. Yeah. So similar to Babbage, the Rickty invasion will be sparked when people are on the Lady Grey task force. Right. And so first they start coming down and then you get the uh, bombs. Yeah, you get the bomb warning. Yep. And you go take out the bombs, and then everybody... Now, it starts spawning the bosses. What it does is, if, and I'm assuming it still does what it did during that whole open event where all mm-hmm. the invasions were happening in all the zones at any given time. Right. Wherever there are heroes is right. where the, the Rick will spawn. concentration of heroes. Well, where any of them are, because you can be standing by yourself working on a bomb, oh, and true, you'll have true, Rick true. spawn on your head. Mm-hmm. Just, it's scaled... It, to, in my experience, 
the more people there, the more will spawn. So right. you want to have everybody would gather like in front of City Hall or around, you know. Yeah, usually at the trainer or right. the biggest landmark in the zone is. Away from the drones, mm-hmm. but yeah, in some central, lo- it would always end up being the same zone, the same exact location in whichever zone, like on that hilltop in Talos or, right. you know, something like that. And mm-hmm. so it would. It would scale depending on how many were in that area. So if you were by yourself, you'd get maybe three. If you were there with 20 other, you'd get a whole bunch. And you'd also get the suits that also give you a badge if you get a certain number. And I even saw where everybody was in the same area, but they were really spread out. Mm -hmm. So the suits didn't spawn. Right. And I kept saying, get closer together, get closer together. And people didn't believe me. But it... In my experience, because I did a bunch of those raids, because I was using that also as an opportunity for the heel badge for yeah, my heel. Yeah. I was trying to hit that 10 million. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and so I did a lot of those, and that was my mm-hmm. experience with that. That's what I meant by bosses, the suits. Right. Mm-hmm. So, one of uh, Dripler's other points the mission difficulty slider, which alters the level and number of the monsters yeah. in the mission spawn. I'm really confused about how to get the. The effect that I'm going for. Mm-hmm. So it's spawning difficulty levels. Right. He says, I've noticed that they usually spawn to form to a certain difficulty level. Okay, folks, we actually took a little brief little pause there because... A little one. We just wanted to make sure that we had the information and the detail that we wanted to give it to you. So, mm-hmm. actually, I hopped off the computer and did some searching to try and find some actual, like, real data. And as far as, like, the whole, this is your rep that you're set to, what can you expect inside the mission... So we, I found um, a post that was, it's actually from 2005, so it's possible that it's not entirely accurate for today's game mechanics, but I think it probably is pretty valid still. It rings pretty true to yeah. our experience. So um, I kind of glazed over with it, so we're going to let Chooch read it, because <laughs> you do better with the technical stuff, sure. and I can absorb it better if you read it, so <laughs> go for it, Chooch. Yeah, this is, um, let's see, somebody named Dwimble wrote it, D-W-I-M-B-L-E, and it's titled The Impromptu Guide to Missions and Difficulty Settings, so mm-hmm. it's pretty complete. I'll yeah. glance over some things, um, and of course we'll put it in the show notes if you want to yeah, refer to the to source it. and um, totally and get the, the original. So he's broken it into a couple things about uh, how the missions work. Or how the difficulty works in general. So okay. the first one is mission levels. Right. Uh, missions have a standard minus one to plus one level variable. Okay. So that's what uh, you know. I was describing the colors and the plus right. minus thing. So if you are twentieth level, then a default mission should have mobs in it ranging from nineteen to twenty one. Right. He writes, however, from practical experience, you'll find that most missions will more often than not contain about half plus zeros and half plus ones. Yeah, they actually skew a little higher. So there are some other types of missions in which everything will be the same level, usually mm-hmm. plus zero to you by default. There are also special missions that will have a bit broader range. Those missions are usually story arcs. Right. Um, and that's pretty much a caveat of everything we ever talk about. Right. There are no global rules. Right. <laughs> there are always exceptions. There's so many variables. <laughs> uh, he, meant, he talks about out-leveling your contacts, which is just basically, you know, each contact usually have a, has about a five-level range that mm-hmm. they cover. Yep. And so if you uh, accept a mission from a contact and then you outlevel where their range is, mm-hmm. the mission's going to stay lower. Right. But also that your mission level gets set when you accept it. So <laughs> mm-hmm. if you accept a mission and then five levels later you go and run it, they're probably all going to be gray. Yeah. Because it doesn't scale with you. Right. Uh, one of the other modifiers he mentions are large teams. Large teams add one level to the mission. If you're on a team of six or more, then you will find that everything in it is one level higher than it would have been if you were alone or on a smaller team. And and we can agree with that because it's like the missions where you have an elite boss, but if mm-hmm. you have six or more, you, you get that AV goodness. Yeah, it turns into an AV. So you've just upped the variable to zero to plus two for a normal mission. Okay. They will typically have a plus one slash plus twos in them. The spawn sizes is one of the things that I think dribbler was referring to mm-hmm. and that is missions spawn group sizes based loosely on a hero value versus villain value 
point system. And this is where I glaze over. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, a minion is worth a third of a hero. A lieutenant is worth three quarters, and a boss is worth one and a half heroes. Mm. So when in a mission alone, you will see two or three minions together, right. a lieutenant and a minion together, lieutenants alone, and so on. Right. When you see a boss in a solo mission, it is because the mission has been specifically designed to override the defaults and force a boss into the mission. Mm. And uh, so obviously they'll always be named. Right. Uh, since a boss is worth one and a half heroes, a single hero shouldn't encounter them unless the devs designed a mission specifically to can- contain them anyways. Statesman has said a number of times that if you encounter a boss in a solo mission and the mission text didn't give you a clue that it would contain one, then you should slash bug it. Really? That should never happen. And it continues, uh, since we're talking about team sizes, so uh, for for teams, mob sizes increase because there are more heroes. Mm-hmm. If a boss is worth one and a half, then that means if you enter a mission on a team of two, then you might encounter a spawn with a boss and a minion, or a couple of lieutenants, or five or six minions, etc. Mm-hmm. That's why teams of eight can come across spawns containing huge numbers, including multiple bosses. Right. And of course, he has notes. It's way more complex than that, with whole all kinds of variables to make things from seeming static. Mm-hmm. He goes into resetting missions, which I think I covered before. But essentially, everybody has to leave a mission, yeah. And you simply select somebody else's mission, mm-hmm. and then select the original mission again, right? And that resets it. And, and the, make sure that in your chat window that it says new task selected, mm-hmm. new task selected. Right. From the from the original mission and then back to the original mission. And the reason you might want to do that is the game does kind of, while you're running a mission, it will dynamically change the mobs. Right. And it's usually at a major, uh, major load point, like taking an elevator. It's usually not just walking around a corner, but okay. entering a really big room or mm-hmm. going through an elevator or going through a portal or something like that mm. is when it'll kind of adjust itself based on how big the team is. So if some people left, all of a sudden you'll start noticing you're getting less and less right. uh, mobs. And then uh, if more people come, then you know they're going to go from lieutenants right. to bosses. And, and so sometimes you'll want to intentionally reset the entire mission, yeah. which resets all of the objectives right. and will load it with um, difficulty appropriate to your group. Yeah, if you're running hollows, which is when it usually happens in my experience, and you get a team of eight people to do a mission, and then everybody's dropping out, dropping out, dropping mm-hmm. out, and then you got two people, but you've got you would have had mobs set at eight, so right. that can get kind of kind of nasty. Yeah. And then we get into the meat of it, which is the difficulty slider. You can change your reputation, i.e. mission difficulty setting, for a small fee at any of the field analysts right. uh, located in each city zone. And, of course, the cost is scaled to your level. Mm-hmm. So yeah. at level 50, we pay like over 100000 I don't even remember. I don't even look anymore. Mm-hmm. But for level 1 or level 2, you're just playing a pittance. Yeah. I've never noticed it. Yeah. <laughs> Changing your difficulty setting will increase or decrease the level of the villains and can affect the number of villains in a mission. And that's also why sometimes if you're sitting in Atlas Park, you'll get um, a tell saying, you know, can you join my team? I just need to fill on the map real quick. You don't have to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You'll get a team invite. Somebody will be filling their team and then they'll enter the mission and they'll actually stealth their way, fill in the whole map so that all the bad guys, it's the max number of bad guys that they can get. And then everybody can quit the team and they can do the mission and it's fully loaded with a ton of bad guys. Mm-hmm. That way they can farm it more efficiently. Yeah. And also the reputation when uh, you're on a task force, actually on a mission or a task force or anything, only the team leader's rep matters. Mm-hmm. So it ignores everybody else, whatever anybody else is set to. Right. It's a good idea. Most people will insist when you jump on a task force that everybody sets down to, to heroic or to whatever setting they choose. They want to make sure everybody's consistent because if somebody drops, it automatically pushes the star up and then the next mission will scale to that. Right. So if you're running, you know, Synapse and the leader is set to heroic and everybody else on the team is set to rugged or invincible or unyielding or whatever, if that leader drops, the star is going to pass to the next person and whatever their rep is, that's what the next mission will mm-hmm. be set to. And that can make things very painful. So, And when you realize it, then everybody has to log out of the yeah. game because you can't just quit the team yeah. or else it 
you have to start the task force over. Yeah. So it's a pain. It's easier to everybody set the same up front. Yeah. Some people complain, but it's really worth that extra little bit because we've had the experience where people will drop at the worst possible time. Mm-hmm. And it's painful. So Dwimbler says uh, the difficulty slider basics uh, as to exactly what the slider does. He tested it extensively and found there are two distinct effects that it can have on missions depending on the type of mission it is. The first effect on a typical mission that has about a 50-50 split between plus zero and plus one mobs, spawn sizes will not be affected by at all by the slider. Only levels will be affected. Hmm. Essentially, each tier of the slider raises the lower half of the mobs by one level. So on okay. a heroic, you get default levels, usually a 50-50 split between plus zero plus ones. If you're solo, there's no bosses unless... It's been overridden. Right. Tenacious. Ada or something. Yeah. Tenacious gives a plus one, so around 50% of the mobs. Uh, most are plus ones with a few plus zeros. Rugged, plus one level to everything, usually 50-50 between plus ones and plus twos. Mm. Unyielding, plus two to about 50% of them. And then Invincible, it's a plus two to everything. Okay. The difficulty slider effect number two... The second way the slider can work is usually encountered in missions where everything in it is the same level. This method alternates between raising the levels and raising the number of villains in each spawn. A couple quick notes. Uh, One is that the slider stacks with the extra level that can come from team size. Okay. So on a large team, you would add plus one to all of the slider numbers above. Oh, okay. So it stacks up. So an invincible team... So with over six people, it's gonna be does like the plus two plus, plus another right. plus one. So it, just by default, by having a full team, you're going to be plus one and right. heroic. Right. And so anything you do on top of that is going to add that first plus one for the team size and mm-hmm. then the additional based on the slider. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. He's got another note that mentions that several that some specific villains and villain groups have level limits, which is something right. that we've noticed. Um, which can result in some seemingly odd things happening yeah. in missions. For example, some Cray villains are limited to the mid-30s. So you might be doing a 39th level Cray mission and encounter a level 35 Cray protector. Right. An example of a group limit is the family. It is limited to 29th level. So if you enter a family mission, they will never be over 29 re- uh, regardless of your difficulty setting. Mm. He puts in, I've done some missions on Invincible, containing both family and freaks. Found all the freaks were level 33, while the family were still 29s. Nice. And of course, there's going to be, like we said before, variables and things that make it so that it's not an exact Mm -hmm. science. It's never going to be, okay, so this is what we'll see in there. And then that's exactly what it's going to be. Right. This is just kind of what uh, Dwimble did. And he did a lot of research. If I remember correctly, when I found the post... Um, there were people that were asking questions or mm-hmm. saying things, you know, commenting back. And he was able to cite, you know, in this number of missions that I ran, I had this many this and this many that. And so mm. he really did do extensive research and mm-hmm. documented it so he could, you know, come to these findings. So mm-hmm. that's why I felt good about it. Yeah. Um, even though it's older, it was like the best, really only thing that I found that mm-hmm. was relevant for this topic. And it's probably held pretty steady, and right. so nobody's really felt the need to update to it. Do it yeah. again. <laughs> so cool. We really appreciate that, Dwemble, if you're still around or if you've moved on to another <laughs> game. We're glad you took the time to do that. So that's a rundown of what the colors mean and what the different hierarchy of baddies cool. is all about. Very cool. Um, and so, once again, thanks for that help, Dribbler. Very nice. Thank you, Dribbler. <laughs> and we've got some other feedback. We've got some voicemails, I think. Probably play a promo real quick. Cool. And then dive into some voicemail. This is an update from GSG, the Geek Survival Guide. Today's tip. The wise geek will follow his own advice. For example, if you find yourself on a tropical island inhabited by, oh, say, previously extinct genetically engineered velociraptors, as an example, 
You may find it necessary to warn others not to go into, say, long grass, where the raptors would be able to hunt them with ease. However, the wise geek will deliver his warning without running himself directly into the long grass. For more geek survival tips and advice, visit the Geek Survival Guide at gsguide.blogspot.com or search for us via iTunes. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program, already in progress. And we're back. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Play our first voicemail. Cool. Hey, Cheech and Viv. This is Eric. I play on the Infinity server with a character named Nail Bunny uh, on COV. Trying my hand at COH also. Having tons of fun. And I called in specifically to say, you guys got me into this game. Uh, I listen to your podcast while I uh, deliver my papers, saving up for college. And... <laughs> I just stumble upon you guys, and there you are. Um, it's really great. This game really works out for me because I can jump on and, you know, exemplar down or sidekick up and experience lots of content. Uh, your podcast has really helped me out in learning the ropes, and uh, the little bit I get to play here or there, really a whole heck of a lot of fun, specifically with, you know, some of the tips you guys have given. Um, so... Keep it up. I really appreciate it. Uh, hope you guys are doing well and all that good stuff. Yep, I'm waving goodbye. Okay, see ya. Oh, that's awesome. That's amazing to hear. That's awesome, Eric. We're so glad you're playing. I can't believe that we had any impact on it, but cool. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool, yeah. Well, we're glad you're enjoying it, and we find it to be a wonderful way to spend time as well. So welcome. Waves goodbye. All right, the next one. Hi, this is Bill from Wisconsin. Um, I just wanted to let you know that I downloaded your latest episode 10, and I only got uh, the first 17 minutes of it. It cut off in the middle of the sentence, so I just figured you'd want to know that it did not upload correctly, or at least not the entire file did. Oh, and by the way, um, uh, your website says that you were curious if your voicemail line number spells anything, and it doesn't. Uh, mostly because one isn't a letter, so uh, since the last two digits are one, that won't spell bupkis. So there you go, and keep up the good work. Take care. <laughs> All right, Babe, thanks for that. I want a phone number that spells bupkis now. <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> that could be hard. Hmm. I have to think about that Babes, one. Babes, <laughs> I want bupkis. I'm sure it's a pretty popular number. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Bill. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the call. And so that's what I was referring to. Yeah. Um, some people knocking whole episodes. And we know that the upload is correct because yeah. it downloads correctly to our feed readers. And yeah. um, Well, I know that I played episode 10 from the website itself after you uploaded it when you were on your business trip. Right. So it played from the site. Yeah, it definitely has something to do, and I and I'm not clear if it's the aggregators, if it's the host, if it's Ugh. iTunes. I can't tell exactly where the problem is. So, um, so Bill, can you let us know how you got the episode where yeah. it was truncated? If you got it from iTunes yeah. or any of the other stuff that Chuch named. Yeah, and if it, this one got nailed, he's not going to hear this part anyways. Oh, he'll hear the ha first half, and he'll realize that he's already let us know. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, oh, yeah. yeah. That was so, smart of you to do that then. Yeah. Thanks. Always thinking. And also, if people make it this far, send uh -huh. a quick note and say, oh, nope, working for me. So, okay. And how you got it also. Yeah. If, if any of you don't mind sending that in. Yeah. If it's iTunes or some other feed reader or, or podcatcher, right. news aggregator. Right. And uh, so, yeah, that'll be very helpful. So, those are our voicemails. Cool. Thank both of you for, for Thank you, Dribbler and Bill. <laughs> And we actually had two new reviews up on iTunes. <gasps> we did? Totally awesome. Thank oh, you I so much. That. So thank you, Immortal Amazon and Alien Sentry. And I can't read anything else oh. from here without my glasses, <laughs> Chooch. And it looks like Young Jedi. I'm a, it's J-U-N-G. So I'm assuming it's like... Carl Jung. Carl Jung. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, he made comment about Tasty, and I don't 
I'm going to have to find out what that was about. <laughs> I don't know what mm. that was about. Where would you say t- Tasty XP is the only thing I think of. Maybe yeah. somewhere you said there was some tasty XP. It makes me want to go back and listen, because <laughs> now I'm kind of self-conscious about how I say tasty. <laughs> I probably said it wrong there, because <laughs> I don't know how I said it before, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, and I'll get busy making you some necros. <laughs> so I think that's going to... Yes, and thank you for that suggestion, too, because I need... Can I have macros? <laughs> So, uh, yeah, just thanks a lot for writing reviews. Uh, it really helps us a lot. It, it's going to help us if we get more reviews, we get more stars, which are awesome, um, to maybe even get featured on the iTunes store and, you know, have more people in on the discussion and share the game with more people. Well, even if we don't get featured or anything like that, it does our little crusty gamer hearts good. Oh, totally, totally. <laughs> it's but just like a wee. I just mean, you know, to get featured would really help promote the game and right. get more people to play and have more fun. Cause and definitely motivate know. us to do more podcasts. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> but, you know, that's why we did this, because we just really love to share, yeah. the game with, share the game with as many people as possible. Yeah. Get more people playing. And make sure the game doesn't shut down due to lack of users. Yes. <laughs> needs to stay. Spread the word. <laughs> that's going to wrap up the episode. If you have any input, any uh, topics you want us to talk about. Or Any complaints about the way Chooch is upload, uploading the show and you're <laughs> right. not getting all of it? You want the other 13 minutes or however long? Anything at all, you can give us a call at 206-338-2911. Or you can send us an email to cohpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a tasty comment at oxfoot.com. Oh, oh snap. C-O-H-podcast.com. I need to change the sign. We need sign. to change our little sign. <laughs> oh, Oxfoot.com. Yeah. Oxfoot.com does still work, but yes. we want to phase it. We want it to go away. It will be used for other purposes. And yes, cohpodcast.com. Cool. C-O-H-podcast. Tasty. Oh, you're supposed to say tasty. (laughs) I'm (laughs) self-conscious. All right. So for the next episode, it's going to be news. Yes. Since we alternate news and features. Mm -hmm. And so in case there's not a lot of news, what are you thinking? In case there's no news or very little news, Mm -hmm. then I think we'll go ahead and talk about some lag troubleshooting. Oh, cool. Like you said uh, to me earlier, there's going to be the double XP weekend. Yeah. It's going to be a Valentine's event. They're doing server upgrades. So yeah. some people may start experiencing a whole lot of lag here and there. Yeah. And so we'll kind of talk about what it is and some things you can do to try to help it. Yeah. Well, that'll be cool. Hopefully we'll get it out before double XP weekend and all that stuff hits. Mm-hmm. But if not, it'll be coming anyway. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Good hunting. This podcast, its hosts, and websites are not in any way affiliated with NCSoft, Cryptic Studios, or City of Heroes. All views expressed are solely of the hosts and their guests. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, share-alike license, which is explained in detail at cohpodcast.com. Good hunting, heroes.